It's On Air Brands live at home with Devin Bravaco. Eric Cabral. Josh Terry. Jordan Fraser. And Justin Fraser. Lisa Holbert. Sarah McMillan. Chris Orsi, Jack Turkel, and Jake Resnicki. Hey there, folks. Question for the day and for you. Do you guest on podcasts? And if you do, how often? And if you don't, why not? Welcome to the On Air Brands podcast, the On Air Brands live podcast here on Facebook and here in your earbuds on iTunes, Spotify, and all the wonderful platforms that you love and adore. My name is Eric Cabral here with my wonderful hosts, Lisa Candela Holbert, Josh Carey, and our guest of honor, really participating in the show, not really a guest. He's part of the show. Hone Tai, what's going on, brother? What's going on, everybody? Yeah, man. Good to be here. So happy to see you guys here because yes. it's funny. Now that we're viewing this, we usually have about 12 little screens here. Now it's just three. We're shrinking. <laughs> we're them. shrinking. Yeah, we're shrinking and, and getting closer. And we met Devin today. Hi, yeah. hi out there, Devin. Yeah, shout out to Devin. She's our, she's our girl wonder. Yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> Very much so. So, yeah, we're back in studio, as you can see. We have Lisa here on mic, and we have Jake behind the scenes, behind the glass, which we love. We keep him back there because, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch and throw things at him. But we're, we're so excited, and the question for you is just that. If you guest on podcasts, how often do you do it? And if you don't, why not? So let, let's, let's throw it over to, to Hone. Do you, do you often guest on podcasts? I do. I, I, I do get invited to be on different, different shows, podcasts, YouTube videos, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how It's all kind of the same. Yeah. You know, the videos have become ubiquitous and part of podcasting and and josh you as well you've been hosting or i know everyone knows you as a host but how often do you get to guest really not often enough right it seems like it's really top of mind and i know that i should be guesting more it's just sort of that thing that always gets pushed to the side unfortunately i mean i guessed I do guest uh, somewhat regularly, but the reason I don't do it more is because it's 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 work on me at that at, at this very moment, right? I don't have somebody on the team that is responsible yet for 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 booking me and us on shows. So anybody who guests themselves knows that it's a process, right? You have to first identify the show. Then you have to reach out to the host with a pitch and hope you hear back and then schedule it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but there's a lot of legwork. And that's what we're leading up to, uh, trying to connect the dots and trying to solve that pain point for so many entrepreneurs with a meaningful message through the PodMax 
global event, which books you on a handful of shows in one day. We do all the work for you. So guesting on shows is necessary. Yeah, it's so funny because we need our own product. We we have <laughs> Very much. we have an yes. event, and similar to you, I paused me I being wanted... a guest on shows yes. because of everything we're doing and trying to create and build for other people. And I remember there's there's one particular that's coming in as a as a guest of ours, Trevor, and he gets people on podcasts, yeah. and he's coming in to to talk about his services. And also speaking of which, we have Kitcaster, who is a sponsor of ours, and I just wanted to give a shout out and some love to them. So if anyone who hasn't joined PodMax yet, PodMax Global, which is this Friday, the registration closes, not the event. No. The <laughs> event is July you 10th. You just gave everyone a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like, wait no. July 10th is the actual event, but this Friday, I'm thinking, Next Friday. It's, it, yeah, because it's yeah. closing. We're closing registration. So if you haven't joined us yet and you're wondering, how the heck do I get on more podcasts? How do I make this process efficient? Well, we've done it for you, and it's happening on July 10th, but closing this Friday. And with Kitcaster, who is a wonderful sponsor of ours, they're giving all their lovely people $100, saving $100 with their KitCaster promo code, which is what, Josh? It's podmax.co. No, slash KitCaster. No promo code necessary. No promo you code. just go to podmax.co slash KitCaster and check out uh, the three registration options uh, that make the most sense for your journey, and you will automatically receive uh, $100 off the already as we've heard, insanely low ticket prices. These prices are absolutely, say it with me, <laughs> insane. What's uh, funny is- That's a throwback. So, I love that. I love that one. We'll get into Crazy Eddie. Uh, so, so really quickly though, I wanted to highlight something that happened last night. Someone bought, so we have $1,000 package, right? It's the all-star. It's, it's everything included, right. right? This person actually commented, I think a comma is missing. Yeah. There's so much value in this package. It's wow. too how is how is this not more expensive? And Josh and I went back to look at what the heck are we offering? Like I forgot. <laughs> I did. And then Josh goes, "Oh, yeah, there's this yeah. this this and this." And I'm like, "I threw everything at the wall, yeah." And I and I highlighted one particular thing that I said, "That's a 5 to $10,000 value." And I had no idea you snuck it in, you dirty Sorry. dog. Sorry. He snuck it in there, and well, it is early, an yeah. on-air brands offering that we give to clients. We've literally charged 10 to 25k for a client recently about something that was squeezed in there. So if anybody, and even Hone mentioned last week with MC, he's like, I don't even see or understand if people know the value of this live show that you guys do. There's so many nuggets that are spread throughout each episode. And you want to expand on that, Hone, what, what, what you were referencing? Man, last there's so week. much. There, there was just so much. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about right now, yeah. but just, just being involved with the conversations at a higher level, like higher level conversations yeah. with really, really dynamic people. I mean, you can just pull so much out of it and then apply it to your own life. Um, I, I think the difference between people is just like how they think. And if we can sit through an interview and listen to them, you get to almost absorb how they think, and then you can change your own philosophy. Change your own philosophy, you take different actions, you get different results, and that's it. And that's what everybody's interested in. So having having been able to watch that interview with you guys, with the details that you guys go into, I mean, it changes. Yeah. It changes a lot. Hone, I want to bring something up here. You mentioned um, in, in passing a few minutes ago, you said that you, you're invited on shows. And I, I want to analyze and dissect that word 
invited because I get it. As somebody who guests, um, I, I'm guessing part of our time is spent with the relationship building and outreaching and saying, hey, uh, I might be a good guest on your show. Uh, do you think so? Would you consider? And pitching them. Other times, as you know, you really get to a place and a position where you are, in fact, out of the blue, invited onto the show. You get an email or a call and it's like, hey, I'd love for you to be on my show great moments when that happens, right? There's such validation for all the work and the effort and the relationships you're building and putting out there. I'd love to hear your situation, Hone. What do you think it takes for the person tuning in right now that they could start applying or verify that they're applying? How do you position yourself to be invited onto shows? Uh, great question. And if you guys remember, I met you guys because i was invited to your show right right so jake. think about yeah yeah oh yeah jake yeah. reached out to you yeah yeah jake reached out to me and voila right so wow. i guess the, the most important thing is for people to see you right and and what what would cause them to see you? what what would it be and it's just you guys having a message just having a, a, a distinct message that's different than everybody else that has a different flavor that makes you stand out because there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot mm. of people talking all whatever they're talking about. So what is it that you can constantly say that when somebody's looking for an interesting person to interview that they're like, oh, that's the person because I know this is what they're going to be talking about. Mm. So if it's not crystal clear what you stand for, then it's going to be diluted when somebody's trying to pick or it's going to be kind of fuzzy to pick you if you don't have that crystal clear message. So that's the number one thing, I guess. And then uh, in in how to actually pull that off, I believe that we need to have maybe a little polarizing messages, ones that cause a little bit of uh, mm. tension, a little bit of something, you know, just just for fun. Because otherwise, it's just a, a generic happy-go-lucky meme. So you What is your polarizing or message how do you teeter that line what is the general and specific message for you uh for me for for the longest i was telling people to escape their nine to five right i was telling oh, people go. Right? Houdini. Uh, yeah Houdini oh yeah tie helping you escape your nine to five right i was saying that for a very long Brilliant time marketing by the way right uh houdini yeah. Not your real middle name, not I imagine. Middle. But you but but you use that for all kinds of marketing. Hone Houdini Thai because you help people escape. So now you just become known for that over yeah. and over. Go ahead. Correct. Right. And that message is not necessarily well well received. They don't people don't like that message for whatever reason, and that's fine because other people love the message. So that's the polarizing. Go. Some people hate it, some people love it. If every, if it was lukewarm and average and everybody and heard it and loved it in the middle like nobody would he actually hear it so have you transitioned that message now because you said that you used to is that uh, are you are you shifting i'm shifting and i'm not sure exactly what i'm shifting to but it okay. is definitely where it, it's around entrepreneurship it's around wealth it's around this and that and i'm not necessarily trying to not be polarizing i'm just trying to figure out my next polarizing message because I want to include more people. I want to not necessarily just tell everybody to escape their nine to five, but I do want people to create a business, be an entrepreneur or something like that. And it might not necessarily mean for them to escape. Maybe they create the business on the side, whatever. But I haven't figured out something that's as intense as that last one yet. Yeah. 
And I think, it, you know, one of the values of the PodMax event is not, you know, the day. The day is amazing. And the day brings so much value. But it's also the pre, the pre-workshops. Yes, the, the training. The, the training. And, you know, for, for someone that hasn't guested, but... Um, you know, eventually, you know, I, I will take, you know, kind of take my vision there. Um, the being able to sign watch, up. I should sign <laughs> up, right? I know, I know people. You, you know a few people. I know people. What are you doing um, July 10th? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, that's the, it's, it's the getting prepared for the event. So you're not just signing up for that day. Mm, you're signing up no. to help get prepared for the event. What is your message? How do you create that message? And yeah. Hone, you, you hit on it. And, you know, is it polarizing enough mm. to be, to you know, for that day to share three times and on with three different, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on three different podcasts? And is there enough to say? So I think that is that is the value. It's taking, you know, if you've never done it before, maybe you've only done it a couple of times. Yeah. And we noticed, and, and Josh and I created this sort of journey for people because we noticed that a lot of folks were hesitant. <laughs> yes. Because right. they like, didn't oh. feel worthy or they weren't clear on their message, like Hone was saying. And, you know, Josh wonderfully put some stuff together and said, hey, Come on through. We'll massage and and tweak anything needed, or just give you some feedback. And and when Hone came in, we didn't have that, and Hone didn't necessarily need it because he. It, what what happened was with our Honor Brands live show when everyone would come into the studio, it was sort of like a vetting process for us to say, is this person, you know, for lack of a better word, ready or ready yeah, for yeah. it? And Hone was obviously ready. The guy was killing it on the mic. And then we were like, dude, you need to come back here because the event is whatever it was. It was the following week. And, I, and I'll never forget. It was so cool. Hone was like about 30 seconds quiet. <laughs> and then he goes, you know what? I, I've changed my stance on life. And now I say yes when, when it feels right. And I'm saying yes. I'm in. Mm, and, I and, it, and everything. And then I just saw yep. you on the day throughout the day moving in and out and weaving doing your social thing. And. It was so good. You really, really figured out how to leverage and how to take advantage of, of all the people around you and the event itself. You weren't going to the podcast studios recording and then going off into a corner on your own and doing work. You were actually creating content throughout the day, which You're was You're really your videographer, powerful. I think, yeah. right? With you. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, I brought my own tripod and everything else. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there there's so many opportunities out there, right? There's so many opportunities in the world. It's just, can you see them? And they're right there in front of you. And just like when you guys had PodMax, there's all of these entrepreneurs here who are doing amazing things. Like, connect with them, take pictures with them, and create something with them, and that, that'll change your life. Like, my life changed because of the relationship I built with MC, no. who, who I helped that relationship got fostered by being at PodMax. So. If you said if wow. you said no, or if you said oh, maybe next time, yeah, we wouldn't even be here right now, talking again. There's yeah. a theme here happening, which uh, we're all touching upon and saying, which is we all have an inherent insecurity mm -hmm. that call it I'm not worthy. Nobody cares what I have to say. Do I have enough to say? One of our um, incredible PodMax alumni, uh, Cardwell Thaxton. We know, yeah. adore, and love Cardwell, part of the family. He came Cardwell, through last time. Throw yeah. something in the comments. He's always watching. He is. Um, so what what he was quoted saying at the first go round of PodMax Global, which when I interviewed him recently, he said it again, and I love it. He said, he, because he's so genuinely exposing his insecurity. So he says, 
I don't think I have 45 minutes worth of interesting within me. He's like, maybe eight minutes, but certainly not 45 minutes worth of interesting. So that's his insecurity coming out that I don't know if I'm going to be a good guest, but that's what Eric and I saw early on when the people were coming through and we're like, wait a minute, we need a little confidence booster here to mm. show people that you have plenty to say. You you run a business, you call yourself an entrepreneur with pride. I mean, come on, of course you have plenty to say. We'll help you bring that out. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, speaking of getting things out, Ed Witch, big fan. We're, we're, I mean, we are a big fan of his. Yes. You know, he's here, he's tuned in, he's watching. Always. He asked, he's asking what hone, if that's a blue Yeti, which I'm pretty sure it is. Th yeah. it is. Yeah. Beautiful. It's mm -hmm. one, of, one of the standards for podcast mics. Uh, yeah. I mean, Edwich, you know, tell he, the story again. I mean, that guy was amazing. Right? Didn't think didn't... he had a message. Didn't think he had anything that anyone wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, and then he sat down with Josh for simply 10 minutes. At an event. At an event at Mid-Atlantic Summit. Yeah. And did a very brief interview after a little bit of arm twisting by us to get him in the a chair. Yeah. <laughs> just just a touch. Um, came out with the biggest smile and was just and, shocked. And yeah. tears, um, right? In, and tears about yeah. how amazing the experience was and that he truly did have something to say. And he had a story. Yeah. And Josh was able to help him frame it and bring it out of him. That's the thing I think people probably don't realize is you're in the hands of professionals when you go on a podcast and usually if the host you know depending on what level they're at they're all pretty good at extracting information and pulling out nuggets and getting you to feel comfortable with your story and your journey i mean i, I at this point we're celebrating you know entrepreneur circle 100th episode and wow. i'd probably say there was one thank you there was one episode where i felt okay, this person wasn't necessarily ready. And that was it. But the, the, for the most part, people, whether they're prepared or not, have a story to tell. They have something to share and they don't realize it. You know what's funny about what you just said there? It's the, um, you, you were saying that the interviewer is able to pull this out of you. And I also find that good teachers do the same thing for the students. And good point. Um, as a real estate investor educator, like me, me training people to become investors, they're always asking the questions. They're like, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? And then instead of just giving them the answer, if I ask them a question and phrase it in just the right way, they then tell me the answer, which was the answer that they were looking for. A lot of times the answers that we want are in there. We just need the right person to pull it out of us. And so a good host does the same thing. Right. Yeah. It's that, like that, being a good therapist, probably. Yeah, right? it's like getting that <laughs> aha moment. Right. Yeah, because there could be something that's staring them right in the face, and they don't realize it until someone else sees it and points right. it out. Well, well, Eric, you remember what we did last master class? We touched upon this. How uh, your favorite episode you brought to the show was with Jason Pfeiffer, editor in chief, Entrepreneur Magazine, and we compared notes during our master class about one of the tips that he offered. Uh, to make a good interviewer, which is when somebody tells you a story or a thing or gives you some sort of information on the show, instead of saying, why did you do that? Or why do you think that yeah. was? You should come to the table with a theory. And he says, it doesn't have to even be right. So when somebody says something or delivers something on your show, a tip he said to make you an even better interviewer is to say, 
do you think you did that because of what you were feeling about X, Y, and Z? Or did this person have anything to do with the reason you might have done that? You're theorizing. And that immediately accomplishes so much. It gets the guest thinking in a way they might not have connected things. It allows them to see things in a different light. And it allows you to strengthen the connection and dialogue that the guest is going to bring to the table. Yeah, hey, and Josh. It sh- and it shows them. Sorry, yeah. Owen, it, it shows the guest that you're actually listening. Just go yeah. ahead, Owen. I was going to say, um, do you think you heard that so clearly because of all of your experience from interviewing other people? Do you think that stood out to you because oh, of your chills. experience? I'm getting the chills. Um, I, 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 I don't even know what that question means, but the answer is yes. <laughs> and now I'm going to fall asleep tonight thinking about that. Tell me more, Hone. Please tell me what I, that means. I get yeah. the joke. I see what you did. I see what you did there, Hone. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> so, Josh. He parachuted you had, in. <laughs> Josh, you, you were saying that the, I get um, the, the tip, yeah. right, was uh, yes. no, I, I have love a it. theory. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I just want to- <laughs> however, however, Josh, however. Is, you're just pumping. Josh is pumping. He's there. He's yes. It, it, it's called being present in the yes. now, which I yes. was. I took Hone's question uh, at face value. I didn't see how could I. Um, but it's a real question. I mean, if did you actually hear what he said? Did that stand out for you? Because it was it was an aha in your head. You just didn't have it pulled out, and then because you. Yeah. put it into practice over interview after interview after interview that that's why it stood out. Well, what? this is so, this is so genius because now we're unraveling the unraveling of the unravel. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I again took that at face value cause I was in the moment. I didn't even hear the joke, yeah. uh, admittedly, but what I'm just I, getting it by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We're all like, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Jacob got it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, uh, right. So, I mean, I because we beans. are, but which actually makes sense because I think Jacob is, is, is a viewer position at this point. We are in the conversation. Yeah. So it almost makes sense that we didn't see that right. what you were doing, but what I an, originally felt as soon as you asked that question, mm-hmm. I felt as the guest, I was like, I even said, I was like, wow, that's a powerful question. I'm going to fall asleep thinking about that because yeah. there's something deep there. Right. Wow. It's, it's powerful, you know, floating a theory and, 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 and I brought it up in the masterclass and I'll bring it up here is that, it makes you a better conversationalist. Forget podcasts. If you're at a barbecue or you're talking with friends or family somewhere, even on a phone call or now Zoom, it's it's really digging deeper than just, oh, why did you do that? It, it, it's, it's actually having both parties or everyone in the conversation thinking deeper so that you're you're now hypothesizing on all these different possibilities and then bringing the conversation to places that could be unpredictable and also fostering more of the conversation to move forward. Because if you ask someone, oh, why did you do that? They might just answer with a simple right, response mm. rather than going deep into the theory that you set up for them. So, yeah, there's so many levels to that one piece of advice. And there you go, Hone. If you were watching and you saw us ta- all of us talking about this, that's a gold nugget right there. That's that's something that folks can pay attention to. It's funny because as a guest, now that say Edwitch is watching or Dave, and then 
go onto a podcast and realize, oh, this podcast host is probably. I not, know where you're not, going. Yeah, with yeah, this. I know where you're going. <laughs> or maybe you should float <laughs> right. a theory, a podcast hoster. <laughs> but it, it's also a tool you can just use in business development, mm. in building relationships, you know, when you're really speaking with someone and all of a sudden you yeah. can make a connection that it's just really by probing yeah. and asking questions and theorizing, you know, do, do you think you reacted this way because, and sometimes the person will answer you. I mean, you know, sometimes I do it just, you know, when I'm trying to get someone's take on how they feel about a property and why, yeah. why they seem hesitant. And, you know, is it that you don't, you know, like th something about it, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden more comes out and it's really just, be and it's, I think people get the sense that you care. And you want to know something because you are asking a, a, a probing question. Yeah. And that's why Josh is such a great interviewer because he, I think outside, you know, when, when microphones mm -hmm. aren't on, he's just a genuinely inquisitive person. Absolutely. True. And he asks a lot of questions. So, the, I mean, the podcast format was perfect for him. It's been because, my whole life. Yeah. yeah. All he does is ask questions. And, and, and what this conversation has reminded me of one that I just had with Jake when, I, when we came to the studio this morning he, you know he went to to one of our staff to pick up some stuff and and the uh the dad was there to to give what J jake was picking up it was a hard drive and he said he was a little bit guarded he could just feel like he was a little bit guarded and then jake noticed one tiny detail when the door opened that he had a fishing rod and then he said, oh, you fish? I'm about to go fishing. And then the guy's guard just, woof, yeah. everything went yes. down. Yes. Now there was a rapport. Now the guy yes. felt comfortable with Jake. I mean, and I said, dude, that is a prime example of being able to start a conversation, helping someone to feel comfortable, and a great sales technique, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Right? You know I mean, what the key word there is? He noticed the fishing rod. So you got to yeah. take notice of things. You have yeah. to kind of do a, I mean, sometimes it's even that, oh, you're wearing a Yankees hat. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jake, not the Mets hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, you're wearing, you know, whatever, like whatever it is, you just can build something uh, out of something minor, small. Yeah, yeah details. I want to focus on, I want to focus on Edwich's comment here and then throw it over to Hone for a minute. Uh, Edwich says, uh, I'm so glad I'm not the only person who feels insecure. You're not alone, people. In my recent past, I've been embracing that fact more and more. I think no matter how confident we are or how confident we aspire or get to be at any given moment, there is still a flip side of that, of deep insecurity on some levels. What one person is confident about May, maybe uh, you have insecurity on and vice versa. What they're very confident about, maybe you have secret and deep insecurity. So I've taken comfort in the fact that we're all insecure. And like Edwidge says, for him, it, it, it makes sense to feel we're not alone. Hone, today you come across as... Uh, Confident, significantly confident, uh, being able to come up with your messages, often polarizing, uh, no fear through that. Did you have to get to that point or was that sort of you out of the gate? I am still getting to that point. <laughs> I am still getting to the point where I'm super confident. And I think it's there's a, a false facade that people see. It's like, oh, look at that person. He's so confident. Yes. He's so yes. secure with everything. And it, and that it's just not true. I say it all the time to my students because I present. I'm in front of the stage all the time. 
and you'll see me every time I go up, I'll do like, and then I'll breathe, I'll do like breathing techniques. I'll do all kinds of stuff just to put myself in the right state. And then I do it like 15 minutes before that I'm pacing and nervous. I'm like, you know, you're like, Oh, and you've done this a thousand times. And it's like, what are you, what are you pacing for? It's just that we still have to work through our insecurities. And I, I've been doing like more of like the science into it. Like what, why are people insecure? Well, it's because we, we value the, the outcome too much. Hmm. We, we, we like, we make it so that it matters to the point where if, if this wow. doesn't go well, it's over, it's over that, it, you know, oh man, that, that one bombed. If we just realized that the world is super, super abundant and that there's opportunities everywhere. And if say this doesn't go the way you want it to go, it's not the end of the world. You can do it again. You can do it again and again and again. And having that kind of thought where it's not the end of the world, where the result isn't everything in your life, then you can just have a normal conversation with people and you don't have to have insecurities. When you're when you're having a conversation, it's just a, a regular conversation with your friends at the bar. You're not insecure when you're having that conversation. So then why all of a sudden are you insecure talking to somebody else who may be at like a higher level than you? And it's because you're so focused on the end result. Oh, what is that mm. person going to think about me? What is this? What is that? But if you just said, if, if you didn't know that the person was at a higher level than you and you just met them at the bar and you guys just were shooting it, right? And then you just had the conversation, you wouldn't have that insecurity. It's, it's just your association with who they are and what result might come of it. And I think it's, it's a scarcity mindset. That's what it is. It really is. It's the scarcity mindset that you think you're going to lose something if you don't knock it out of the park. What's interesting though, is that sometimes you not getting what you want is a incredible stroke of luck. Like maybe you shouldn't have done that deal. Maybe you shouldn't like the result that you think you want, you shouldn't get like, like with a real as a real estate investor, I want to buy this property. I want to buy that property. I want to buy. Maybe the best thing in the world was me never actually buying that property. So if it doesn't work out the way I want it, maybe I missed a bullet, which is a great thing. But it's just the uh, the emphasis on the result. Just too a much weight. A quick story, if I might. Um, this goes back to the same masterclass Eric and I held with the Jason Pfeiffer Your Best episode, and to um, drill that point home, which. I don't hear enough. Um, I was interviewing John David Mann, who's one of the co-authors of the extraordinarily best-selling book, The Go-Giver. Every entrepreneur should read it. Uh, over a million copies sold, translated into more than 20 languages, that whole thing. It's a, it's a classic business book, The Go-Giver. Uh, I interviewed him, and what he said is, uh, we were rejected originally by 23 publishers. Now, this isn't your standard like uh, falling down, rejected story that one day did good. He connected it by saying, each time we were rejected, we took an honest look at why and we made some changes. And he said flat out, if we weren't rejected, if we were actually accepted earlier for a publisher, because we made the changes along the way and adjusted, we would not have gotten it to this status of bestseller selling over a million copies if we were approved any earlier than that time. Yeah, I wanted to highlight that story as well as what Hone was talking about, which is a great way to put it. You know, when you when we overvalue the outcome, 
it's nerve wracking. We get super nervous because we're we're thinking too far ahead and putting too much weight, like you said, hone overvaluing the outcome. And I think what helps me, because of course we're all human, you know, I get yeah. nervous. I hide it really well. I don't even, I'm not even aware of it myself when I'm about to go on stage. People say, are you nervous? And I'll say no, but I must be, I'm sure I don't feel it. But the thing is what really helps, and I'm thinking about podcasts, when people go on shows, are they super nervous when they're about to be interviewed on a big show? Say you're going to be on the Bigger Pockets podcast. Yes, of course you'd be nervous. But the thing is what, what sort of helps me personally, and I'm sure everyone else potentially is preparation right if you're prepared you that will help with your nervousness it'll help with your confidence if you are super prepared for the moment you're gonna set yourself up Right, as best as you see, yeah, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you? I think it looks like you're like I want to. That's a no. That's yeah. that was the exact word that was in my mind. Yeah. Is that part of insecurity or nerves is lack of preparation yes. and lack of vision on what you're what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um. You know, I was gonna turn it around and say for you guys as hosts. Have you had an experience where you are having someone come on your show, and you're like? Oh my, holy shit like i'm you know yeah. oh my god what am i like you know what am i gonna say what am i gonna do what if i say this because that person is just kind of that next level mm-hmm. and you know you have to go through that as a because now you're leading the conversation yeah. so you you really can't be nervous preparation yeah. and uh, how do you resolve that preparation i would assume 100 percent. yeah because knowing you, your guests right yeah. knowing your topic you're in control so think of it like you and I always love this analogy. You're in the car, and then I have a guest, you know, John David Mann or, or, or Pfeiffer or James Altucher sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm like, okay, where are we going? If I don't know where we're going, of course I'm going to be freaking nervous, yeah. and I'm going to look terrible to the guy in, this, uh, in the passenger seat. If I know exactly, I have command of the road and, and control and a clear vision and path on where we're going, I'm going to be a 100% and then you know, confident in, yeah. in, in, in the, the experience, you know, and we always like the GPS, mm-hmm. right? It's like, and they could see the map too, right? When you start to tee up a conversation and a question, they look on the map and they go, oh, okay, yeah, I know we're, we're about to turn there. That's great. You know, thanks for the heads up. I could see it. So that's, it's, it's, it's preparation. It's, it's knowing where you're going. It's, 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 it's having a vision. There's so many things that really help to to stifen or, or or to put out any sort of nervous nervousness that you may have, but of course, like Hone said, you're going to be nervous. It's just how do you how do you put tools in place and so that you can help? What yourself? is the saying? Luck luck it really equals preparation, preparation plus opportunity. opportunity. Yeah, when opportunity right? and yes. preparation meet. Yeah, I love whenever something happens, and you're always a, a great at this for me, a great partner. When you're like Eric, oh my God. Take a deep breath. Look, yeah, right. look around you. You've you've prepared for this. This is this is because of everything that you've done. You didn't just that opportunity didn't present itself as luck, right? Yeah. You, so prepare. Be prepared. There's um. I was just thinking about. There's two ways to how you can really prepare. Um, the Lion King. Now they're coming for us. Thanks. <laughs> no singing on this show. Please. I have little girls. Uh, no. the li- no, all the time. Sorry. Uh, the Lion King. Yeah. Great, great, great lesser known sh- um, uh, song, by the way. Jeremy in that Irons. movie. That is oh, a okay. lesser known song. Oh, it is song. Jeremy Irons, right? Yeah. 
great, great casting all around. Yes, as as you were saying. So it's okay. It's okay. So so when you're interviewing people, I guess there's there's two ways. There's two ways you can go about it, right? You can you can know about the guests that you're you have and know what to ask them based on their own life and what they've accomplished. But then you can also, as Joshua alluding to, there are specific questions where if they say something, you can hit them with a theory or something like that, and you can just have a bag full of generic questions that are really great for anybody, no matter who you're talking to. So that's maybe just two different ways of preparing. One, know about the person specifically, or just have generic questions that are really, really good in terms of interviews. Can we talk about what kind of results, Hone, you have seen either directly or indirectly or theorizing? So you go on shows, you want that as a marketing piece to your whole marketing outreach. What have you seen as tangible, if possible, results from guesting on shows? Um, I think the important thing to do is make sure you have something that people can reach out to you about, like something specific. So I am currently providing real estate education. I provide real estate loans. I provide life insurance for real estate investors. And by having that tangible product or service that somebody can call me about, I've gotten called because of being on shows. So step one is having that thing that people can reach out for and actually purchase I I think during the pandemic, right, you did a lot of education and having like, for instance, what what stands out to me is like the PPP loan. And you created yourself as a resource Hmm. for people, right? So they would reach out to you, you would do video. I don't know if that's translated into anything. But, you know, you, you kind of and I don't know if you went on any shows or how what, you know, that's one example that I that still remains in my mind that you shared and became a resource and you know, that might've evolved into other things. Yeah. Yeah. So I put myself out there as a resource and I said, look, it doesn't matter what state you're in. It doesn't matter. Even if I know who you are, call me and I will help you. And then it turned out that I wasn't even going to get paid on these loans. And I said, you know what? It's fine. It's still, it's just the right thing to do because entrepreneurs are suffering and I'm all about building more entrepreneurs. So I help people with getting the PPP loans and yeah, just being that resource, I then can have conversations with them about the other things that I offer. And then, you know, just, it, it grows from there. Mm-hmm. So being a, being a valuable resource to anybody for anything, it, it's, it translates. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Speaking of translation and, and I'll put you and us on the spot here and, you know, people are always asking what's the ROI on, on whatever it is we do. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, hones loans or whatever, you, you can sort of break it down for people. But in particular, the Podmax event, which was three thousand dollars when Hone Jones, us, <laughs> when Hone Joan, when he, yeah. So just putting it in perspective, folks, when we were live, that was a three thousand dollar ticket and Hone paid it, paid it with no hesitation. <laughs> he said, I'm in. And and we often get asked the question, what's the ROI? By the way, the ticket is $500 for the uh, PodMax Global, so stark difference. And I wanted to ask you, Hone, what has it done for you in terms of not necessarily the ROI, but re- there's ROI in relationships. There's ROI in connecting with people. There's ROI in not just the shows that you're being on, but all of the business relationships that get built as a result, which in turn, in the long run, turns into income, right? 
So, Hon, you want to speak a little bit about like what happened? I, I know MC was a piece of that, but then you met other people. You were on other shows. <clears throat> yeah, the, the, the it's funny you bring up the ROI because it, it jogged my memory. It, re, it reminded me of when Gary Vaynerchuk was like, what's the ROI on your mom? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I didn't hear him say that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, because I, I guess he, he, he was pitching. He That's was the pitching. name of the show, Jake. That's, That's yeah. the name of today's show. It's the ROI on your mom. Right, yeah. right. And he, he was, I think he was talking to somebody in, in a boardroom trying to sell his service of whatever it was, right? Branding and marketing oh, so or good. whatever. And then the, the people around the table just you know, the one person was like, so what's the ROI on this? And then that's when he, he hit them with the, what's the ROI right. on your mom. And <laughs> it, 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 he's, he he's never gets to, old. No. He's right to ask that because things like this, it's tough to quantify. It's tough to quantify because if I don't do anything for a year, but then in the second year and I do something, it's like, well, what was the ROI? And even if you can calculate the dollars and cents, how long do we calculate dollars and cents for? Is it just within the first year or is it for, mm. you know, whoever you become over the years, mm. right? If I meet, if I meet MC and then I become this different person because I'm on his show and I'm influenced by him and that little seed creates all of these opportunities, how, again, how do we calculate that? So for the scientific people of like, oh, what's the ROI on that? You know, it's, there's, I don't know, infinity. Well, I never realized Eric's bringing up all these relationships. Obviously, whether you're a host or a guest, there is a there is a bond and a relationship being built there that just flourishes um, and compounds on itself. But when I first started hosting, I knew what it could potentially do for my business. And lo and behold, it's still paying off and will continue to. But I had no clue what it was going to do for me personally, like you just said, Hone. Um, it being the host and connecting with these people and being satisfied how I appeared and showed up and positioned and uh, uh, this one relationship now over the 150 plus shows that is now paying back because I'm like, I'm okay. I am good at this. I could accept that. So early on, I realized being a host and certainly being a guest there is a level of confidence that is built. You, th there's, there's all just kinds of personal growth that you will experience. Yeah, and it's exactly to Hone's point. You know, like rather than thinking about what's the ROI on this, it's more of like who do you, who are you going to become? There you go. Because of this, because this is you pushing one domino. Yeah. And this whole effect is going to happen as a result of you making that one action, that one decision. And it's the same thing like in investing. If you become a real estate investor and however long it takes you to do that first deal, well, you're becoming, you're going to become someone else as a result of making that decision and saying, finally, I'm going to do this. And then you learn a ton. So when before I became a guest on podcasts and uh, I didn't un understand the ROI, I just knew it was something I needed to do. Well, if I go back to the very first episode where I was a guest, not a host, versus who I am now as a guest, what a difference it's yes. – oh, my goodness. And I didn't realize I was getting better at it because it was repetition. It was preparation. It was me doing it a lot. So I had to do 24, 25, 26 guests in, in, in interview be, to finally listen back and say, oh, wow. I think I'm getting better at this. I, I'm happy where I am, but I guarantee you the next 25, 30 
I'm going to look back at that episode and go, oh man, that sucked. So you're just going to keep leveling up and getting better and better and better at whatever it is you're constantly doing, like the gym. You're going to get better. You're going to get stronger. You're just going to keep getting to the next level. I'd, I'd like to t- turn it around on the person, right? It's So what's the ROI? Well, if you don't get an ROI, that was your fault, mm. not not the, not the events, right? right? It's not the event's the fault. Gym. Yeah. Polarizing, yeah. polarizing alert. I love it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, gym membership. Hey, it's not the right. gym's fault if you're not going there. It's, there. Not, it's not the trainer's fault if you're not doing and you're not eating right behind the scenes. You're not following what you need to do. It's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's I, it, it's a super powerful tool. Super powerful tool. But if you don't know how to use it, if you don't use it the right way, you don't get the ROI. And sometimes, so I, I'm thinking of this show. Mm-hmm. You know, I, over a year ago, when you yeah. and I see Justin is on watching, you Justin. and Justin would just sit and talk. Justin. And how that has evolved. Yeah. And I remember having the conversation. Like, I don't know what this will evolve into, yes. but it'll evolve. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm just going to keep showing up, literally. It, yeah, <laughs> literally. And it will evolve. And lo and behold, yeah. it look at the evolution. Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, now there's maybe more of an, a, an ROI for Podmax and using it, you know, hopefully Podmax yeah. didn't even exist. You know, it didn't exist. Right. Yeah. So, right. th- you know, that's yeah. a perfect example. You not Sometimes you don't know going into it what the ROI is going to be. Sometimes it's a retrospect yeah. type situation where you look back and go, wow. Wow, there was a, an ROI on that. I, I always, whenever someone asks me my question, my answer, Hone, is like, what's the ROI on me meeting Robert Kiyosaki and him endorsing my show? Like you said, infinite. Like the fact that we were able to meet, interview, and then have him endorse, say, hey, this is Robert Kiyosaki. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Circle. I mean, what is that in terms of credibility long term? Yes. You know, with people listening, like, oh my goodness, this you know, he's connected to this one and that one and that one. There's, it's infinite because now you're planting the seeds to sow and reap later. It's positioning, which is magnificent. I want to highlight one thing you said, Eric, earlier, which is um, when you first started guesting on shows, you were one way, as we all are. And then over time, you showed up and looked back and realized, my goodness, I'm getting better. That's what we consistently Mm -hmm. teach and preach through pod max is as a guest, this is something that you could improve on with some practice. And it, it, it's, it's every bit of skill that is learnable, that is teachable through practice and repetition. Like we said, you can learn how to do this better and better. Um, the most, for, for most things, when, when there's an opportunity there, you actually can't calculate the ROI when, when you're buying into something. Now, if you're buying an apartment building, you can do the math and all that kind of stuff. There's a potential ROI, but even that's not true because you don't know what expenses are going to come up, which reduces your NOI and yada, yada, yada. So when somebody says, what's the ROI? The thing is, when you're listening carefully, you got to realize that the question that they're asking is not what they're actually asking in their head. So they're asking, what's the ROI? They're not asking what the ROI is. They're asking, is this worth the money, right? Mm-hmm. Is this worth the money? Is the value here? Will I get anything from this? Will I grow from this? Will I? Will my life be better after this? Because people give their money all the time 
and it's because they're sold and they don't necessarily ask for the ROI. That same person asking for the ROI has bought other things and didn't ask what the ROI was mm -hmm. because they intuitively know that that's not something you can calculate. They intuitively know that you can't calculate the ROI on this as we're having this conversation right now. But it's just that their brain didn't know a better way to ask the question. Will I become better as a result of saying yes to this? That is so powerful. Those past 30 seconds that you just pointed out are so, so powerful and true. So they all they want is really reassurance for themselves from you that they're not making a mistake, that they're not going to look foolish, that they're not going to feel regretful, right? That's what their brain's trying to process. Yeah. Um, I remember, so so Eric said, when he asked me, it took like 30 seconds and I, I, I sat quietly and made, you know, I remember distinctively what I was thinking. Mm. And I said, okay, this thing is $3,000. What's going to happen? Well, I'm going to meet a whole bunch of people and I don't know what's going to happen with these people, but I do know that I am going to create some kind of opportunity from somebody that I meet here. Wow. And so I don't know what it's going to be. Powerful. But if I say no, I won't ever know what it's going to be. Mm. But if I say yes, all kinds of things open up. And so I was like, okay, here you go. Yeah. Charge it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, yes, it's exactly what happened. <laughs> but it was, it, it was the very quick calculation that we always talk about, which is what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? What's the most likely scenario? And that is the decision. The most likely scenario is probably that what's going to happen. And, and that is also what I love to call your gut instinct. You're going with your gut instinct. Some people take split seconds to make that and, and, and right and trust in it. And some people, you know, most likely left brain operators, analytical people that are always asking what's the ROI on something because they have a spreadsheet in their mind and they want to figure it out. Whereas hone is a creative. Usually re creatives are very, let's just figure, you know, I am following my gut and I'm making the decision right now, which a lot of public speakers and motivators always tell us to do. They're always telling us just trust in your instincts and it, it's the right path. For you. Did you catch the other part of that hone also by, by um, breaking down his thought process, uh, did it in his head, did it for himself, came to a decision relatively quickly and acted on that decision. You read in all the good books that a trademark of the successful entrepreneurs is the ability to make decisions quickly and to, if, if ever, take a long time, if ever, change them. So you to be able to make a decision quickly is a, is a, is a powerful trait. That's something I learned from Ty Lopez, this okay. idea where it's patient, impatient, versus impatient patient, okay? Patience is like being able to wait a very long time. Impatience, like I want it now, I want it now. So there's impatient patient, patient impatient. So let me let me uh, break, down, break that down. So the vast majority of the people that I deal with who want to become something, but then they don't ever do anything. Why mm -hmm. is that? It's because they are super, super patient. And then when they finally ever make the decision, they're super impatient. So somebody who needs to lose a lot of weight, they're like, oh, I'll go to the gym Monday. I'll go to the gym next year. I'll go to the gym January 1st, right? So they're super patient with getting started. They're just, they'll wait forever before they get started. And then when they start, they're super impatient. And they're just like, how come I haven't lost 30 pounds now? Mm. Flip that around. Those who are super successful, they're like, I need to take some kind of action right now. 
something towards my goal. It doesn't have to nail my goal. It's just a little action right now. Be super impatient. Okay, let's do it. And then they are the most patient people in the world for the result mm. to come. Mm. He's genius. Yeah. Wow. And that's Gary V. That's his that. no, that's what Tyler he talks about. He talks about oh, patience. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that that, that yeah. you know to, that you have to have patience. Yes. To act but, but, on it and then be patient. Well, yeah, yeah. He, the he, long game. He's preaching all about now how you know I was listening to him recently where he was saying you know it was always the long game when he was working for his father's company. It's not his company, and right. he was the one that was bringing champagne to his baller friends who couldn't afford those BMWs and cases of champagne, putting it in their trunk, and they're secretly laughing at him. And he's thinking, yeah, laugh now, mother effers, because. And that's literally what he's saying is that he goes, because I am playing the long game. I'm mm -hmm. playing the patient game. I, he's like, I'm not, I'm not even in halftime right now. You guys are looking at me on stage as a success yeah. that I am. He goes, but we're not even in halftime. But he yeah. goes, because I knew, I knew where I was going to go. I knew yeah. the path and no one knew but me. And that's, that's what you're talking about, Hone. It's like the decision was made that I'm going to do this. And I know in the long run, I'm going to succeed. But the failure in with, for most people, the failure is that they never actually do anything. That's yeah. the failure. They're so afraid that they're going to do a bad deal. They're so afraid they're going to lose money in the market. They're so afraid of what could happen. They didn't realize that they already failed because they never started. Yeah. That's the wow, failure. Wow, they already failed because, because they never started. Exactly. Decision Indecision is a decision. Yes. People don't realize who are out there and their trait is they pause for, like you said, for a long time. They don't make a decision, but they don't realize that is your decision because right. something is going to happen whether you make a decision or not. And then when they make that decision, they're so impatient with the results. They're like, how come I'm not rich right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, then it, it's kind of like you, yeah. you should have started. Yeah. You should have you started when we first had this conversation. Yeah, right. You, know? you, you should have started whenever. Yeah. Yeah, this is so deep. I love this. I'm I'm, I'm loving that. Uh, well, I think it goes weird. back to your question about guesting and 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 podcasting, right? It's that you have to start. Yeah. Right. You have to, and like Podbax is a great way to like force you into it, force you into it, and yeah. give you the structure to be prepared. Yeah. So you're not. So your insecurities go down, and then it has a structure that you have the day where you can you know really fulfill three interviews yeah. and then plus get the other golden nuggets because that are available. A, lo a lot of what we've realized as entrepreneurs is we need to hold ourselves accountable. And if we can't do that, we put people in place to hold us accountable. Well, this event basically holds you accountable to be prepared for a day of you. It's basically servicing, serving you as an entrepreneur in your business and whatever it is that you provide to let the masses know how you do it and why you do it. And why wouldn't you want a platform? Here's the thing, folks. And I was talking to Cardwell yesterday on, on my podcast, and he sold radio space. And he was laughing, and we were kind of chuckling at it. And I said, you know what, Cardwell, you realize that is now. So it's difficult to sell an intangible product, whereas PodMax is very similar because it's so relatively new. People don't understand. Five, ten years from now, we're going to be laughing at the fact that how did people even hesitate to become a guest on podcasts. It's a no-brainer, but now is the time, just like similar to radio back in the day where people are like, what is the ROI on radio space? And you know, it's the same exact thing. You have an opportunity to be the brand champion of your company. Who else is gonna sell your company better than you?
So you need to do that on platforms such as Podmax and and, and Cashflow Ninja and Capital Hacking and all these shows that we have in, in our fold. Well, you'll get an opportunity to stand on their stage and speak to 15, 20,000 people at one point just on one show. It's crazy, the opportunity. I have to tell you, and I was talking because MC is 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 has asked Josh Carey to be on the show. And I'm like, dude, be prepared. Be prepared. No. Because <laughs> when I was on his show. It's twice. Yeah, my phone was blowing up. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily prepared to, to handle all true. these the people that were calling me and asking for help. So, yeah, no. get ready for the windfall when you start guesting, especially coming through something like Podmax. For those out there who are still on the fence, from the time of this recording, 48 hours and tickets are closed. And we deliberately, I think you can you can find this proof somewhere inside you yourself, the ticket prices are more than affordable. And we deliberately did that for a variety of reasons. So if you are hesitant, if nothing else, if you never wind up purchasing a ticket to this global event, I would, I would ask you to turn inward and ask yourself why that is. Even if it doesn't lead to a, to a global ticket purchase, do yourself a favor. Look inward honestly, which you know that's all I'm about. That's what I attribute the foundation of every piece of success that I have the privilege to experience today. It's because I made the choice, the decision to honestly turn inward and see what's really going on here. So whether or not you purchase a ticket, do that exercise for yourself. Say, what am I resisting here? Why am I uh, a little uncomfortable? And then take action through that uncomfortability and see what happens. Good stuff. That's awesome. And I would like to say, it tr this truly is, you, you mentioned it, a global event. Yeah. Right? We, have, we do have people. Hawaii. Hawaii. Canada. Canada. Jake was going down the list. And yeah. he was mentioning all the states and all the countries that are going to be a part of it and so glad that we grabbed onto global and we didn't call it podmax virtual because then who was it josh that we we saw named their event global I, I i sent him something a screenshot of a big corporation that's calling their event blah blah global oh it was the dc universe it was uh warner brothers oh DC. really yeah they called it uh dc dc global or something like that well did our it? trademark come through yet <laughs> for global We're still working on it. we got the team of lawyers all over it uh, global <laughs> folks, is ours so we, we've been talking all about podcasting being a guest and all sorts of other wonderful topics but we've we've haven't mentioned that there's stuff outside of the podcast portion of the day where we have we have a workshop that's going to happen with Jordan Harbinger. He has the top five rated podcast on iTunes. Like the guy, how many millions of millions of downloads does he get? Six, Six million a month. Per, a month? Wow. On, yeah. I can't yeah, even fathom amazing. that. Yeah. So that guy is going to be at our event. He's going to be teaching us how to network and how to connect with people. And then we have Jason Pfeiffer, a good friend of ours from Entrepreneur Magazine, You know, the guy at Entrepreneur Magazine, interviewing Matt H who's Matt Higgins? Matt Higgins. Yeah, tell him who that is. He well, a, a a periodic guest on Shark Tank that pretty much tells you tells you what you need to know. Also, a co-founder of Gary V's company, VaynerMedia. Uh, he is also one of the partners in um, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. So he really cross 
he has a cross section of businesses, a lot of experience, and he's worth doing a lot on LinkedIn. He goes live now, yeah. uh, usually daily, and and discusses business topics on LinkedIn. So he's someone that is also in the same realm, trying to gain exposure, have a message. Mm-hmm. So it's very timely that he's going to be interviewed by Jason. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm so looking forward to seeing what they have to, they both have to say and and what their interaction is. Yeah. So (laughs) podmax.co, podmax.co has your ticket now 48 hours before registration closes. Why not? Yeah. Jump on in. And for those of you, I know there's a lot of fans and, and, and friends that were part of the last one and are asking if there are new podcasters. Well, there's always new podcasters being onboarded. We have dozens and dozens and dozens, and you were only able to talk to three last time. And we do guarantee if you've appeared before, we will guarantee you three new shows. Yeah, of course. There's plenty, 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 plenty. So any last and parting thoughts here, Lisa, Hone, Josh, as we exit the room? Take it home. All right, folks. Well, take thanks. Home. No, home. I said take it home. Not take it home. Take it home. It was good to see home, though. Hone, it was good to see you. Yeah, and, always um, good catching you know, up. Kind of just catch up and um, versus sometimes you see everybody on their shows or on Facebook, and it's nice to just you know have that one-on-one time. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned this before, but this is actually Hone's second appearance oh. on OAB live. He yeah. was once in right. studio. Right. I mean, we alluded it. To, we, we alluded when we, uh, yeah. And so the second shows, time. if, yeah, because it's difficult to find the episode through Facebook, you have to, you have to do this and go deep, 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 deep. So it is on iTunes. Jake can probably put the episode number later in the link to hones episode months and months and months back. But yeah, folks, that's it for us. We'll be back here live, same time, same bad channel, Wednesday at 11 on Facebook. Hang on. Hang on one second. We didn't. Yeah. We actually did not get Hone. We gave Hone the mic and then kept <laughs> taking it away. Oh. Hone, take it away, Hone, as we wrap up. Take action. Even if it's the smallest, smallest, smallest action you can take, take that. Love it. And then and how can again. people find you, Hone? Yeah. Where can, where can they find you? Um, I'm hiding. I'm hiding. Um, no, they can go to my website, honesloans.com. Honesloans.com and or, or you can email me at hone at honesloans.com. H O A N Hone. Yeah. Right? Hone. Oh, yep. Hone. And okay. and then the, the website's hones, plural, like honesloans.com. There, there it is. There it is. Yep. There it is. Awesome. All right, folks. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you next week. And I hope we added some value in your life today. Ciao. <laughs> Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands 
has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com.